Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. Now welcome the boys of the Heartland, Bryant, Ryan, Clark, Joey, and Trent. Welcome to the Pulse of the Heartland podcast. This is episode 22. Thank you everybody for listening uh, to this podcast, future podcasts, and all of the old podcasts. We Truly do appreciate it. Um, let us know how we're doing. Uh, let us know what you want to hear. Uh, tell all your friends about us. Um, just let them know. Maybe they'll tell us what they want to hear. Joey, how can people let us know what they want to hear? Twitter and Instagram, at Heartland Pulse. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Just search Pulse of the Heartland. We're on all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeart. And if you're listening with your friends and don't have any of those, ask for that Anchor app or Anchor link, and we will get that right over to you. And like Trent said, go ahead and let all your friends know, hey, these guys are uh, pretty dang good to listen to. They may have some dumb, dumb thoughts and can't pick where the shit, but not Joey. He's very good this week. Oh, Jesus. We'll get ah! Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, and that's the end of the episode. Log yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joey, what are you drinking? So uh, I am sipping on some vodka and diet, keeping that low carbs, low carb stuff going, and just kind of hanging out. And uh, apologies in advance if I sound like shit. Uh, tested positive for the uh, good old Rona going around on Friday, so yeah, just getting over that. First thing, I finally kind of feel good. So having a couple drinks just to celebrate. All right. Well, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I'll keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. All right. We, appre- uh, we appreciate you fighting through adversity there, Joey. Yep. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks. All right. Now I have COVID through my earpiece. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we gave all our I, listeners I think, COVID. I think the CDC advised that you were supposed to go work five days before you start having symptoms so do do it for your fellow co-workers we need to keep that production up here joey brian what are you drinking tonight i got a little goose island um let me see here it's it's one of those imperial stouts here and it's it's 14 and a half percent so if i'm slurring by the end of this thing you'll know why (laughs) is the can cool no it, it honestly it's a complete opposite. It's just a bottle. It doesn't even have a label on it. What? Wow. Yeah, it's it's got like the the top header there, and it tells you what's exactly in it. But otherwise, it just has the sticker on the back where you can ring it up and uh and fourteen and a half percent alcohol. It does say I need to enjoy in a snifter, so I might have to break one out from the cabinet here while we're t- chatting here. Who are you? Like you you go away from the cool cans. Your picks suck. Like. i i admittedly bet with more of my heart than my mind last week which i'm gonna fix this week but uh yeah i I would say i I agree i i'm I'm a changed man now i'll I'll have a labeled can for the next podcast don't don't you worry audience i know that's what we're all looking forward to (laughs) what we're here for it's what the people want exactly (laughs) well i think the people want to know what ryan is drinking so I'm going with uh, beer from the closest brewery to my place, from Sturgis Brewing Company now, pretty new brewery actually, called Old Man Jack. It's a dark beer that's finished in some Jack Daniels barrels. Nice. Yeah. Everything is Jack Daniels. Got to stick with that Sturgis theme. 
That's exactly right. <laughs> Clark, what are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking some of the good stuff with a little bit of Coke mixed in. Uh, that good stuff comes out of Templeton, Iowa. Nice. It's a little bit of the four-year. Oh, that's some good stuff. Yeah, you were going to have to explain what the good stuff is to, to listeners, you know. It's not Jack Daniels. <laughs> not Jack Daniels is correct. <laughs> what are you drinking, Trent? I'm drinking another Remedy Brewing Company beer out of Sioux Falls. It is the Dakota Classic. It's their American lager. Um, good stuff. I like it. And I think I've drank Remedy on about half of these podcasts. So I guess you could say that's probably my favorite brewery around here. They giving you free bottles yet? No, no, they're not. Um, like, oh, hey, a celebrity's in the house. Yeah, no, <laughs> I uh, had to stop at the old HVWS, the high V wine and spirits, and pick these up. You know, they're not just handed them out. HVWS, good. I like that. That's what we always used that. to call it in college, the HVWS. Really? Like yeah. Iowa Central days or Kansas? Yeah, days? Iowa Central days. Oh man, well, I missed that. My bad. So you always stopped the HVWS in Fort Dodge. Damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It was this before or after lunch at Tom Thumb every day? Oh, that was the best. God, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yes. I... An all American burger with a side of biscuits and gravy for lunch. Oh my God. Best you hangover care ever. Non Fort Dodge people are missing out on some Tom Thumb. Mm -hmm. Tom Thumb and Tico. Yeah. Well, Taco Tico is all over in, in Kansas. There's one in Newton. What? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Unfortunately, it's on like the complete opposite end of town. It, it's, mm. it is not as good though. You know, having them both, the Fort Dodge the one is Taco Tico there. way better. There used to be like 20 of them in Wichita and then they all went out of business. Huh. They're like selling horse meat. See, I will, I will agree with you. I think that was a lie. Don't listen to me. I don't know. <laughs> I will say I have been to the other one. I believe it's in Mason City. That's in Iowa. Yeah. That's... Also, not nearly as good. Is it? There's Mason City. Is, is there one in Cedar Rapids? There's not one in Cedar Rapids. There yeah. might be one in Cedar Falls, but okay. I don't think so. I know there's one in Mason City. You just yeah, tell I... Taco Ted where he needs to put in a, a good old Taco Tico, and we'll get this thing care of. Uh, <laughs> Boonville, Missouri, and I will pay for his first month's rent guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's Taco John's, so oh, I don't know if he even better. So the only Taco John's that I know of around me is in the Columbia Mall, and it's ran by two non-Hispanic people. I won't say what race they are. Not near as good, and the potato relays <laughs> aren't near seasoned enough. They're oh. not giving me straight blood pressure right away. I remember every <laughs> Sunday morning hungover in Ames, Joey would go get a six pack and a pound mm -hmm. <laughs> from oh, Taco yeah. Chons. <laughs> so that started, that, that tradition started when I was at Simpson. There was a Taco John's that was like right around the corner from the campus. And I would get a six pack and a pound and that would be my whole day of food. And cause it was like $11 and then after drinking more and more, that just became my hangover cure. And, you know, <laughs> you just have a couple tacos and some federal lays. A couple hours later, have some more. Like, yeah. 
now uh, Taco Bell has the burrito and taco party pack. I just yep. get one of those on a Sunday and gross. Do that for the afternoon. Yeah. So do you like spending most of the day on the toilet after you eat Taco Bell? Or? <laughs> I actually don't. I don't get bothered by that. Actually, uh, is that where you listen to most of the podcasts, sitting on the old crapper? <laughs> <laughs> My intestines uh, don't like healthy food. They are okay with the not healthy stuff. Oh. I don't know how Trent doesn't understand that not everybody has issues with Taco Bell. Everybody yeah. does. It's no. it's not. It's it's a thing. No, it's a thing. Trent doesn't understand people that have their whole intestine. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. It, oh, that's just low. <laughs> man, kick, kick a man. Honestly, while he's the, down. the only thing I had to add to like the the six pack and a pound there was I remember one time and it was again it was probably a hungover Sunday, and we we're in and me and my buddy Miles were kind of just bored and we decided to this very smart idea of let's both get a six pack and pound and see who <laughs> can eat it the fastest. Uh, and I'm pretty sure we we both got it done within like an hour hour fifteen. And then we both lost because the rest of the day we just felt like absolute shit the rest of the day. So, <laughs> do, do not do it. I, I'm just if anyone's ever been tempted to, I can tell you it does. You don't fare well afterwards. So my favorite Taco John stuff is breakfast. Their mm. breakfast burritos are great. The chorizo yeah, burrito, good. a little spicy. Yep. And some olays and some cheese. So good. I don't know if I've had. It. I might have to try it sometime. Oh. You well, you live in Ames. I know there's a Taco John, so you just go get that tomorrow on your way to work. There's there's already too much fast food near me. I don't need to explore elsewhere to find other food that's bad for me. <laughs> Talking about Taco John's is good for you. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. Good, good for the heart. <laughs> yeah. Cardiologist recommended breakfast right there. All right, let's jump into some NFL talk. Uh last Weekend was super wild card weekend. The first time ever they had games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Uh, there were six games because only the one seed gets a bye this year with seven teams making it. Um, some of us did good on our picks. Some of us didn't. Um, they're just, I, I don't know. I, I loved all the, the number of games, especially Sunday felt like at least a full Sunday. I just, I don't yeah. know, only a couple of them were good honestly and and that's yep. me taking out me loving the chiefs game they, they just i don't know they, they just weren't competitive this round other than uh other than a couple of them i i did see a thing it was on twitter that said that the two seeds both the two seeds blew out the seven seeds so it's, the, the two seeds still basically gets a buy yeah no, I, I'd have to agree with it. It was very, it was the easiest matchup for both teams, obviously. But I, I guess we'll get to let, let's kind of go in order, and we'll, yep. we'll get to those games when we do. Yeah. So Saturday, uh, the first game was the Raiders and the Bengals. The Raiders were a five and a half point underdog, and the Bengals covered. Um, I know we had some some banter here in our text conversation on Saturday that uh, some people, you know, who played the Bengals a few weeks ago, chiefs fans uh, <laughs> were a little troubled by the referees again. Yeah. I, I mean, and again, it, you, I could tell it the, when the play was going on and, and again, the, the, re, the referees were terrible. I actually read that they're actually not going to play or they're, I'm sorry, they're not going to work the rest of the, of the playoffs here. 
But, I mean, we're all talking about, and I'm sure all the analysts did, was that play where Joe Burrow is running, and it looks like he's going to run outside, and that's what the ref's expecting. And then he tosses it into the end zone, and while the ball's in the air, they blow the, the play dead, which means the play shouldn't have happened, but they still allowed it. Which, you know, if if the game was dictated by more than one score, you know, kind of, you know, it wouldn't have made a difference. But literally one by seven points, that one touchdown, that was – that was the play that dictated the whole game. Yeah. And, and for them to come out and say that that whistle was after the receiver caught the ball. And, and then the NFL back on that. Like you can literally replay it and hear it, the whistle. It was not even close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm more, more pissed because my pick was wrong because of it, but I don't know. It's just one of those, you know, unfortunately we saw it a couple of weeks ago as Chiefs fans that that was, you know, that was the difference in these refs allowing, I believe in the Chiefs game, it was like 20 points. This one, they're giving seven points. And I think um, I wasn't really paying attention when, when the other one happened. What what was that was the uh, defensive pass interference of that win in the Raiders favor? Was that one pretty terrible as well? Yeah, it was it was not a great game officiated either way. Uh, I know <laughs> you jumped in right away when Jamar Chase pushed off and then they didn't call that. And then the defensive pass interference or the off. I can't remember what the next play was, but it was against the Raiders and it was just atrociously bad again. I'm like, how are they messing up this bad this much in this game already? <laughs> and going into it, I knew, you know, because you hated the Bengals because of what they did to the Chiefs. I was like, oh, God, Brian's going to jump all over this. And then you you didn't chime in for a while. And I was like, oh, good. Brian's not even going to watch or say it's anything. It's not really what the Bengals did the Chiefs. It's more of the officials did the Chiefs. And yeah. uh, they still suck. So okay. <laughs> Jamar Chase had another big game, 116 yards on nine catches. Um, I'm telling you, that's what I think what I'm going to – as long as the Bengals are in the playoffs, I think I'm just going to go I use a prop bet – Jamar Chase over on receiving yards because if you ever watch Burrow play he's his go-to I mean literally when he's telling the coach or the higher-ups I want you to go out and get Jamar Chase they've had that relationship from LSU I mean I'm sure Ryan you can weigh in on on how good their connection was in college but I mean you know it's it's like I'm I can't think of a good analogy off the top of my head, but I mean, he's the go-to guy. He just chucks, chucks it out there and, and Jamar somewhere, he just throws it out and hopes he catches it. And most of the time, honestly, Jamar's catching it right now. And honestly, with uh, the whole LSU thing, you had Chase and Jefferson on the same team during that national championship with Burrow. And mm-hmm. Chase was, uh, was the better one, in my opinion, of the two. So, I mean, it's the Vikings were lucky getting Jefferson because he's freaking phenomenal, but Chase is just that much better even. <laughs> Yeah. That the uh, the clip was going around w- during the Eagles game of uh, the Eagles taking oh god <laughs> Jalen Rager Jalen yeah. <laughs> and the Vikings literally laughing in all of their cameras going what the hell do they do and they're like they're like worried that someone was going to jump them they're speed dialing Jefferson there yeah that was a that was a big miss on their part which we'll talk about it later but I know a couple of mm-hmm. the GMs that the Vikings have interviewed have come from the Eagles organization or coming from the Eagles organization. And one of the first questions should be, did you want Jefferson or Rager? Which one did you vote? <laughs> <laughs> that that determines question. if we're going to waste any more time on this interview. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Patriots and the bills. That was the night game on Saturday. Uh, the bills 
They, uh, yeah, they stomped the Patriots. Wasn't even close. So I feel like we've had some pretty polarizing takes on old Jones this year. You know, one year he's the Brady incarnate. The next one's like, dude doesn't even know how to walk. So Mm -hmm. what is it? I, I think right now he's closer to just that rookie. I mean, I think he had a couple good games where Bell, and, and again, that's what a good coach is going to do. He's going to put you in the best position to succeed. And everyone, you know, everyone remembers that the Patriots beat the Bills, but Mac Jones threw the ball three times that game, you, you know? So he he wasn't, in the, which I don't know why the, the Bills, I, I didn't watch that game or I can't remember. I don't know why the Bills didn't just run the ball, you know, down their throats every time. But, you know, good coach, coach puts his player in the position and, the Bills are just out for revenge. That's about as dominant a game as I've ever seen. Yeah, they were uh, definitely just taking it to him. And come to find out when Mac Jones passes more than three times, he's not like a superstar like everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he he's more towards that rookie level than, you know, probably what he looked like the rest of the season. And it sucks that, you know, for him – his most rookie game of the year came in the wild card. Now the the main storyline from this game is f- the pictures of Fitz Magic. Yes, <laughs> shirtless oh in the stands with normal people, just being a <sighs> normal guy. Uh, Millie, that dude was awesome. I like. I liked I him mean, when he was in the NFL, and now he does this. Like, he's awesome. I was I was expecting him off the top ropes onto a table, man. The guy yeah. was getting after it. <laughs> Jumps Straight off a Bills bus. Mafia, man. Yeah, so before the game, uh, I'm flipping through Twitter and find people jumping off buses and smashing tables, and I just texted you guys and said, uh, posted the Heartland field trip next year to a <laughs> Bills uh, tailgate. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. Hell yes. You, Trent, you bring the tables and I'll bring the Tylenol and we'll have a good time. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me. Well, and one thing I would say on that game, we were talking about how dominant they are. That that, the Bills on this game, that that was, I don't know if there's really a way to present it, but they ran through stats on every game. And this was the NFL's first perfect offensive game. So, Every time wow. they're on defense, they didn't have any punts. There's no fumbles, no interceptions. They didn't kick any field goals, so then um, they didn't concede, you know, any points and got stopped. They were all touchdowns until the final possession when they were just kneeling down to win the game. I what's, mean, go what's ahead. Even, what's even more crazy about that is their very first drive, that third and goal that uh, Allen threw to Knox for the touchdown. That was supposed <laughs> to be a throwaway. Like, Knox wasn't supposed to get that. It was supposed to be over his head and out of bounds. And he catches it for a touchdown. And then they go on and have a perfect offensive game, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, did what did they – did they miss a couple extra points or go for two yeah. a couple times? Or what did they do? Because they had 47 points. They, they missed two extra points, I think. Yeah. Oh. Woof. That's no – No wonder so they're not perfect. kicking any uh, field goals out <laughs> yeah. there. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, just go for it till you find the end zone, apparently. I, I'm really curious. Uh, what tight end university did uh, Dawson Knox go to? Uh, I believe he was like a four-string university of Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Where did he go? University of Mississippi. Nice. Ole Miss? No. Oh. Univ- Wait, is that Ole Miss? Yeah, that is Ole Miss. Yeah, that is Ole Miss. 
Yeah. It's like, really there... weird when they present it as University of Mississippi and it does not just Ole Miss. I was super confused because, yeah, like you said, it you know it's confusing. I was like, is there another University of Mississippi? And that's like Ole Miss University or something. But <laughs> good call. Then Sunday, there were three games on Sunday. The first game was the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers, they won 31 to 15. Um, that game, I don't even think it was that close. No. I no, watched I... that game and the Buccaneers just, they made it look easy. Weren't they up 31 0? And then they kind of just started running the ball and just, you know, trying to drain clock our time off the clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe so. Um, one thing for the game, I'm trying to get to the, the box score of that game. And I'm sure Ryan and a couple of the other guys are probably following this on Twitter was the Pat McAfee, same game parlay in mm-hmm. this game. Um, I can't I remember what the first, what's that? I actually was not believe it or not. So yeah, they had a same game parlay on this. And I can't remember what the first one is. Why does it keep bringing up the bills? There we go. Um, So Mike Evans needed a touchdown. He got it. Gronk needed a touchdown. He got it. Mm -hmm. I think the first part of it was the spread, the Buccaneers plus whatever they were. And then the, the, the fourth thing in the same game parlay was Scotty Miller needed nine it was eight and a half yards over under you need to go over eight and a half yards of receiving yards get eight (laughs) so they lost this same game parlay by a half of a yard and it was like bet 100 win 1200 so (laughs) it was it was really weird though because like in a few locations it said he had nine yards Uh uh-huh but yeah and their stats uh, kept it at eight. Yep. Ugh. And what was there like sixty nine thousand people betting on this same game yeah, parlay? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember the um, Buccaneers game earlier in the season that messed up the same game parlay that he had too? <laughs> it was it was Tom Brady. It hit. They're like four or five legs on it, and it hit all of them except. Um, there was Tom Brady needing two yards rushing, and he had it, but because at the end of the game they kneeled down, he lost half a yard, and they oh. lost the parlay because of that. Too. I remember you bringing that up on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's just that's just bad luck. That's like the that's like Kansas City losing me five hundred dollars in parlays this year because of losing games they should have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's uh, and that kids is why you don't gamble. Well, but do it anyway because it's fun. Yeah, for me it was it was I put five dollars on each parlay, so it wasn't a huge deal. But yeah. that uh, that uh, what would two hundred fifty percent potential winnings? Yeah, potential Correct. winnings. That would have been very nice, but damn you, Kansas City, <laughs> Buffalo by a hundred. <laughs> we're not there yet we're not there for your <laughs> we'll get there. they just had a perfect game and they couldn't even get over 50 you expect them yeah. to score over 100 <laughs> chiefs didn't even have a perfect game and they're only five points behind so yeah, yeah. Good, good luck jesus anyway sucker for pain <laughs> uh, so one of the best games 
probably the best game of the weekend, the 49ers and the Cowboys. The Niners, uh, they were a three-point underdog in this one, and they were victorious 23-17 to the last – Oh, I would say the whole fourth quarter, I guess, was nuts mm-hmm. in that game. The Cowboys were down. They came back, and I didn't think they were going to get the ball back. Just a bunch of crazy stuff happened in like the last two minutes. Um, yeah, a couple of us knew it was going to happen though. Uh, because <laughs> oh, Jesus, yep. oh, McCarthy can't manage a game to save his life. Mm-hmm. There's well, rumors of him potentially being fired too after that game. I saw that on Twitter. Which I, I think that one, and I mean, I don't watch the Cowboys too closely or they're you know weekly, but. I don't know. It just seems something is off with either Dak or Zeke. I mean, there's something where, you know, when they were competitive a couple of years ago, like you should have been winning these games, they had the the best line in the league, you, you know, so they were doing what they needed to. I just, I don't know if you, I mean, w- would you rather get rid of Dak or Zeke and just blow it up or is it, or do you guys think it's coaching? Oh, hundred percent. You get rid of Zeke and figure that out. Dak, I think can win you games. I think they have a good receiving core, but mm-hmm. Zeke isn't as good as he once was. That's for damn sure. Go running back by committee. Get yourself another pass rusher or sure up that offensive line, which, you know, three, four years ago, like you were mentioning, was the best offensive line in football by, mm-hmm. you know, leaps and bounds. Sure that thing up, get another pass rusher, and they're right back in it. I think they were competitive most of the year. They just have little holes here and there. And McCarthy fucking blew that game down his leg. Like, that was just terrible. Do you think uh, Kellen Moore's stock went down after that game? I don't know. That San Francisco defense looked really good. And the whole game was just a shit show that was like, I don't know, like I said in the uh, in the chat, it was like abstract art. Like it just looks like shit, but it was beautiful to watch and look at because it's NFL and we're watching it. Are it you was talking just... about the game or SpongeBob splooshing all over the? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that too, but no, the the game itself just looked chaotic as fuck. So, yeah, I, I only I saw know. the I only saw the first three quarters, and it yeah, it looked terrible. You did, missed it. Just got hear... worse. Yeah, I had to go ever... play volleyball. <laughs> did we ever hear if McCarthy Gallagher some watermelons beforehand? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he didn't. They lost. Oh yeah. So I was you, just wondering if the uh, watermelon routine had wore off yet. So <laughs> Joey mentioned getting rid of Zeke, and I agree with him. They've got, I think, decent quarterback. They've got good receivers. They've got a good line. Now, Zeke, I think he got a big contract a couple years ago, but I don't know. He's not great. He went over 100 yards twice this year, and mm-hmm. he hasn't done it since week five. Is the only reason he he is carrying the ball is because he's taking such a large duffel bag of money home every game. Probably. Like Tony Pollard ran great whenever he had the chances. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Zeke, he's only gone over 69 yards one time since week five. Damn. And yeah, that that's not a number one back yeah. stat right there. <laughs> he hasn't been a number one back since he got his money. That's true. I think so, Dallas needs to get rid of Zeke, get rid of Dak, keep Cooper Rush because he beats teams like the Vikings easily. <laughs> With their <laughs> defensive guru head coach. Yes. Yes. Does Zeke, the one question I have, does he wear his shirts all the way down or does he still um, have his belly out like a baby whose shirt doesn't fit? 
<laughs> All the way down since he got that money and got a belly. In- interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean – you, you look at all of the probably the top tier teams in the league and it, and they're not known for, oh, shit, you know, look at the Bills. You know, are they are they is their star the running back? No. Is the Bucks is their star the running back? No. You know, Chiefs, they do running back by committee. You know, the Cardinals is that is their star the running back? No. I, I mean, I did. I don't know. I, I think you just get rid of Zeke. And, and like you said, just get put the money somewhere else because you have so many players that are smaller, quicker are going to probably work better in a, in a, you know, a passing offense, you know, and then have Dak just take full control of it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, the, the worst, the worst part of it though, I would think, you know, for Cowboys fans, not only just if you lose this game, it's just a loss and it sucks. There are so many freaking memes and you're, you're just the butt of every joke. Like every meme was basically the Cowboys lost. And it's like, don't worry guys. We still got the Lakers. We still got Duke basketball. We, <laughs> we still have all of the Yankees, all of these, just the, the name brand teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was all like the memes from this game were all those fans, ugly crying in the stands as the Cowboys oh. are losing. <laughs> That's why I don't go to games. I'm worried I'm going to be the one that with, my red, with my red mustache. I, you know, I'm going to have like mustard on my cheek and then so, like the camera on CBS just catches me to the game. They're going to zoom in and be like, oh, look, it's an Andy Reid imposter. With exactly. All oh. over his face. That's just it. Oh, you man. wear the barbecue stained cheese exactly. pullover and people will think it's actually Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Well, like uh, like the Iowa Michigan game, you had that sad Iowa fan when it was like Michigan was like fourteen zero, and he's just like looking down the feet. There's always surrender cobras. I'm just always worried I'm gonna be that next guy. I hope you are the next <laughs> meme. That'd be awesome. So the Cowboys have lost eleven straight playoff games. Yep. Oh shit. That's yeah. Yeah. They haven't advanced in the playoffs the last 11 times they have been in the playoffs. So I saw a clapper. What? How many of those were with the clapper with Jason Garrett? Uh, I don't know. Because that's that's McCarthy's first, right? With the Cowboys? They didn't make the playoffs. Not last year, no. They didn't. No. So here's a fun stat I found on Twitter, speaking of that. Playoff wins in the last 25 seasons. Jake DeLome, five. Trent Dilfer, five. Mark Sanchez, four. Brad Johnson, uh, Ryan's favorite, four. Colin yeah, I Kaepernick. like Brad. I like Brad. Don't get me. Yeah, I'm good with Brad. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick, four. Dallas Cowboys, three. <laughs> when was terrible. DeLome even last in the league? God, I don't know. I did see that one as well. And, and again, like, they just pile on the Cowboys. I, I'd mm-hmm. almost, if I was a Niners fan, I'd be more pissed because everyone's just making fun of the losers rather than admitting like, hey, without um, Nick Bosa, isn't it? I think Nick Bosa was out without him, and they still won. Like, I'd mm-hmm. be more pissed that uh, that, that they keep talking about the losers than that we actually won the game. I'm going to be honest with you. I know we already talked about the Bengals, but up to this point, I figured that'd be the number one game we talked about. Not the Cowboys game. This is <laughs> mm-hmm. very interesting to me. Trent um, knew so, to move on pretty quickly. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, am, I am really good. I am wrong. Um, they have won a playoff game. I'm looking back at their playoff runs. Uh, I'm, I'm who's that? 
The Cowboys. When? They won one in 2018. What? Wow. Yeah. Versus the Seahawks in the wild card. And well, I mean, in- that makes sense, I guess, because Joey said they only had three in the last 25 years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where so, are you yeah. getting these stats, Trent? I know. Taking your sources from the internet or something? Jeez. I was reading. Yeah, don't read. It's- Jake DeLome last paid, played on the practice squad in the Houston Texans in 2011. So 10 years ago, <laughs> still has five uh, playoff wins. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, Ryan, to answer your question about Kellen Moore, the Cowboys were the number one offense going into this. So I don't think one game really throws him off course. He yeah, did but the see. issue is they've been playing against the NFC East all, all year, too. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. I mean, they both they both signed off on that draw at the end, and that was kind of one of those. I, I don't get why the NFL doesn't do a time stoppage like in college. Like, there's a chance. You get a first down, stop the clock, restart it right, you know, right when they whisk the ball. I, I don't know. I feel like it would be – it would make it more interesting, I guess. I, I don't know, especially when you see a play like that. And uh, I can't remember what wide receiver it was. I was showboating, and they didn't get the ball over to the refs. But, I mean, that's that's what it just <laughs> felt like. It was like everyone else was have... and the ref was sprinting to try and put the you know ball down, and it's just over. You're talking Claypool. about Chase Claypool from the Steelers. That's it. Yeah, yeah that, that could have kept them from beating the Vikings that game, too. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that, that run – that run at the end by Dak was just stupid. Like, why did he do that? And that's one of those things with Kellen Moore that that's a learning experience. But you do not want a learning experience at the end of a playoff game. No. So, and did he have to go as far as he did? Like, he could have right. gone down sooner. So, so they were talking about this that they were at like the forty yard line, and he like scrambled to what the twenty five, I believe. Yeah, they're like the difference between that 25 yard pass to the end zone and the 40 yard pass to the end zone in the NFL in that situation is essentially nothing different. Yeah. So they're like, they would have been better to take two shots from the 40 yard line than get one shot from the 25. Couldn't, couldn't get it all uh, Amari Cooper, CD lamb hook and ladder or anything like that. Huh? Hey, I want to see more of those in the NFL. I just don't think yeah. Kellen Moore's got the spark there, Ryan. He's not very creative. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right, bud. <laughs> I, I, I just want to see more. We want Nathaniel Hackett. No more Kellen Moore. Dang. That's right. I just want to see more hook and ladders. I want to see swinging gate in the NFL. I just want things to get crazy like college. A little pistol formation. Hell, That's throw right. a every once in a while. Hey, like I, said, I want some NFL blitz play calling here. There uh, my, Mike Sweeter just won a state championship at Southeast Valley, so he could jump clear up there, bring all that shit in. Coach right there with Matt Campbell. It's probably because he had like two Division One players in 1A or 2A Iowa high school football, but you know, right. we'll say it's a swinging gate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't – yeah, never mind. We don't need to get into high school days. That's fine. <laughs> The boys from the Heartland will be right back. Let's move on to the last game of Sunday. Best uh, game. Best game of the whole weekend. Uh, sorry, we'll skip this game. We'll just we don't need to talk about it. <laughs> it was <laughs> it's the Steelers and the Chiefs. Uh Chiefs were a big favorite. 
and they came out. Um, the The first quarter wasn't real great, but after that, they came out guns a blazing. Um, mm-hmm. Steelers, was it? Uh, did I see that was the first time ever that a team had punted seven times and a half? In the I don't playoffs. remember that, but I, there there was a lot. Of, I think there they had four punts in the first quarter, so that makes sense. Yeah, they know? had seven straight punts in the in the first half. Cool. Credit credit to the Steelers; they did strike first. Yeah, yeah. they they, they uh, had TJ Watt uh, with that return touchdown, and everyone was uh, was t- starting to hound on me early because that was the first score and what looked like it was going to be a defensive onslaught, and then. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm I'm just glad to see the Chiefs overcame diversity because there's how, a lot of adversity. How fitting is it that you know there's that moment where T.J. Watt scoop and score. He's on he's on that high point, and then uh, you know he gets slipped by Allegretti for the Allegretti to catch that fix six oh. later in the game. Oh. <laughs> how good was that, Clark? Do you do you remember like six or seven years ago when the Chiefs? Uh, didn't even throw a touchdown to a wide receiver. And now we have tight ends throwing touchdowns to offensive linemen. <laughs> my, my God, what a glow up. It, it feels so good watching the Chiefs. Yeah. Compared to what I dealt with my whole fucking childhood. <laughs> I was a little worried about uh, the Chiefs for you guys just because of uh, Big Ben coming out saying, hey, we're t- we're uh, 20 point dogs. We're yeah. just going out to have fun. That's that's got to scare the crap out of a team when you know the other team's like, hey, what the heck do we have to lose? If, if you want me to be honest, when he said that within like a couple, an hour or two, they, they said that uh, Edwards Hilaire, which he's not like the make or break player, but they said he was out. I put my money on the Steelers covering because it's like, like you said, the, he's going to go with reckless abandon. He's going to mm-hmm. lay everything on the line, and and he did, but that that guy, he just can't throw a football anymore. He yeah. he looks so yeah. freaking lost out there. With, with the with the exception of T.J. Watt, there's nothing about that team that looks good. I think Mike Tomlin deserves the coach of the year. What? He, with with how terrible that team is to take to still have a winning record and to take them to the playoffs. He that's a miracle in my opinion. Man, if you give me Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, TJ Watt in that defense with a decent quarterback, I mean their defense doesn't rank isn't that good. Hell, they could probably even make the playoffs even if they had cousins as their quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> their are, defense I, I, their defense hasn't been that great this year. Watt's been amazing, but their defense altogether really hasn't been spectacular. Right, but if that game is different where it's the Chiefs aren't just running the ball and uh, I guess and, they weren't anyway. But if yeah, Watt can we, get more pressure on people, I mean. Yes, I but it, when your quarterback is throwing ducks all season, I mean, yeah, that, I, that's kind of your, you know, that's a problem. And you can have a good running back, to... but you've got to, it, it kind of reminds me of the old Vikings days with Adrian Peterson and Christian Ponder. Now, Peterson was on a whole nother level, but when you have mm-hmm. Ponder back there sitting in the pocket, you don't have to worry about anyone throwing it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's like if you give them a decent quarterback, I don't think you – I mean, I don't think T.J. Watt is the only good thing on that team. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean, though. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I think that's the first time I've heard Christian Ponder in the last, like, six years. <laughs> it's <laughs> usually Sam Ponder, isn't it? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't even watch that much ESPN. So, yeah, I guess it's more I'm thinking Sam at that point, but – Golly, that was like the biggest WTF moment of the 2011 draft in the first round. The Vikings select Christian (laughs) Ponder, like you know, what? And I I know his career wasn't great, but we could have had Andy Dalton too. 
over him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He made $12 million in his career. That's his net worth right now for how long did he start? Four or five years? Yeah, it was short. I'm guessing his wife makes more than him. Wait, what? He was a first-round pick and only made $12 million? Well, he probably didn't get past his rookie. That's his net worth. That's probably – it was his rookie contract and stuff. Yeah, but so that's back in the Sam Bradford days when first-round yeah. picks were making a shit ton. No, wow. I thought that was after Sam – Matt Stafford because that's when they really, like, really cut it down because his – Sam Bradford had the just most – or like the largest contract and said, we can't be paying these rookies that much. You might be right. Yeah. It might've been a couple of years after. Yeah. He was yeah, making he, two and a half uh, per year. It looked like. Yep. Uh, he made 10 million with the Vikings, one and a half with the Raiders and then nothing. He was terminated from the other two teams. So. Wow. I mean, while, while we're talking about not the greatest quarterbacks in our histories, we, we can, most of us can relate to this. Remember when we all thought Matt Castle was going to be the answer for our franchises. Hey, I <laughs> thought so too. <laughs> I remember the Chiefs injured Tom Brady and for our sin of injuring God's favorite quarterback they had Matt Castle play somewhat well the year and the Chiefs since they injured him like you know what let's bring this guy on and then just he wasn't the worst thing but he was sure as far below average at that point he just ugh. which which was a bigger bust after their one year of glory Matt Castle or Matt Flynn well, I don't even, Matt, I don't even know if Matt Flynn got another chance. He he just kind of kept collecting paychecks, which proud of him for went, that. He went to Seattle, and I think he was there same time as Seneca, maybe. Yeah, no, that that was that the was night before Russell Wilson because he's, yeah. he's kind of got like that Tyrod Taylor effect. He just yep. goes somewhere, and then the next guy is better, and he just. Like I said, he sits back and holds that clipboard very well on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I, I know this is hard to believe, but a quarterback that only attempted 33 passes in college didn't equate well to the NFL. <laughs> Which one is that, that, Matt Flynn? Matt Castle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, USC. Uh, you might as well bring in John David Booty, the same USC backup or quarterback for one year and – yeah, Slow just, clap for that name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sam Ponder's net worth is fifteen million. So. They're sitting pretty comfortably. Yeah. yeah, I could I could retire off of that. I think. Oh, yeah, I, I you know I could probably get by. You know, my thirties have have fifteen million. I'm sure I could figure out something to do with it. Yeah. Wasn't that kind of Trey Lance's thing though? He played one full season, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, North no, he Dakota played State. one game because of COVID, and then he sat out. Okay, and so, no, he played 16 games in 2019, and then one game in 2020. Oh, never, never mind. Maybe Did it's because he... he was the first-round pick, and he played the one game, and then just, it was kind of like the Judavion Clowney, and not worth me risking my injury, and then sat out because they didn't have a rest of the year, I think, or spring ball or something. Yeah, he did win the, the Division One the... The championship with North Dakota there, mm-hmm. which that's all they know how to do is win championships. Right. Uh, didn't he like not throw an interception in college or something crazy like that? Trey Lance? Yeah. He threw uh, one in 2020 in the one game he played. Other than that, he threw none. Well, that's that's decent. He went 15 for 30 status. for 149 yeah. yards, and then the prior season he was 66.9% with 2,700 yards and the 28 touchdowns, no interceptions. That's pretty. That's pretty good season. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
for from just a couple stats I wanted to get in before we potentially move on to the uh, next uh, next game here. So with, with uh, Patrick Mahomes touchdowns here, he officially uh, has already passed Troy Aikman for uh, career playoff touchdowns with passing and rushing at 24. So I know he was kind of the ones where he like when they kind of compared Mahomes to Aikman a year or right before the Super Bowl. And he's like, talk, talk to me when he's got three rings. And he's already one, one down, already ca- ca- caught up to him in fucking four years with his total number of playoff touchdowns. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I was just really happy to see Mahomes getting that type of stuff. Um, oh, the one other thing I wanted to bring up, and I'm going to stay woke on this, but the Chiefs, <laughs> another one of their uh, built, or, um, scoreboard signs that says, Chiefs fans, we're sorry about the fireworks. Uh, we ran out because we were scoring mm. too much. I mean, they only scored 40 – okay, only 42 sounds bad, but it's like if you have Patrick Mahomes and you've seen what they can do week to week, wouldn't you have more than six sets of fireworks in, in any game? Like, shouldn't you be ready for, like, a 50-burger a or something? And fireworks are illegal down here. Like, they couldn't go three blocks to a fireworks shop and get yeah. some? Like, <laughs> I mean, so... yeah, exactly. it's not like they had to ship them in and, like, oh, we missed a shipment, we're running out. Like, like you said, just drive down the road. Right. So do you remember in 2014 when TCU was so good, they ran out of their fireworks throughout in the middle of the season for the yearly allotment yeah. after an 82-point win against Texas Tech? Yep. 82-point <laughs> win. See, I think they should just hand out bottle rockets to the fans when they come in. <laughs> just just some Roman candles. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I think that's just more they're trying to get social media engagement because I, I don't know. I've watched a lot of Chiefs games the last four years. There's no way in hell you should be running out of fireworks at only six touchdowns that that's I think that's just more look at us you know 42 points they they, they got to be ready for a 50 burger every game and I that that's just poor planning by management right there I'm I'm pretty <laughs> disappointed in my chiefs <laughs> so bang bang of, pow pow speaking of Aikman you know him and uh his best buddy Joe Buck were commentating the Buccaneers Eagles game and they're like talking to him at toward you know it's middle of the second half or halftime or something like that and yeah then they start talking about the cowboys um that playoff game and aikman was like yeah it's gonna be a great game i mean a really good game i think there's a lot of people who would like to be calling that game should be a lot of fun because <laughs> <laughs> he's pissed that he didn't get to call the cowboys game Dude, uh, who, call- who called the cowboys game does anyone know off the top of their heads tony romo and romo yeah yeah I I know that I think I think Aikman's earned that he's been doing it long enough for Fox. I or wait, hold on, shit. I'm it wasn't sorry. on Fox. That no. that would be why. There, there, that is nine. why. Yep. Yeah, I think it's funny that he's a little salty and he just came out uh, and said it. He didn't. I care. hope to, I hope Tony's rubbing it in real good. Yeah. <laughs> Aikman has been doing it forever, man. Yeah. <clears throat> but do we really want to listen to Joe Buck and no? Yeah, I kind of Tony Romo's kind of grown on me. He he's goofy at times, and he tries to call a lot of plays, and sometimes they don't work. But I don't know. It, it seems like he's at least got that like excitement for the game. Like Joe Buck and, and Aikman, they're like too professional, so they're gonna call the game just well compared to like what seems like somewhat of a fan of the game. It's like, oh my god, they're gonna do it. you know? He he <laughs> builds up with the moment. I I don't mind uh, Romo either. And that was a great impression of Romo right there too. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. 
<laughs> so either you two homers have anything else to add to this game or no i wanted to end kind of on a, a somber moment that i think it was a stay woke that the chiefs are just looking for attention on the oh we ran out of fireworks but no on, 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 this is the standard for the chiefs now we're on to the next week well good on the chiefs for <laughs> we, winning in covering jackson was in the stadium we, yeah, we no are. now five and nine against the spread when he's at the game you know, we got to witness the moment of the Chiefs letting Big Ben out to pasture. So, yeah. So long, Big Ben. Great career. Cheers. Did some questionable <laughs> things off the field, though. <laughs> and that's how we're going to end Ben. Bring up that one fact that is, in fact, a fact. <laughs> All right. So, Monday, first ever Monday night playoff game uh, Cardinals and the Rams. Um, the Rams did cover the four and a half points on this. They won 34 to 11. Um, Just barely. Yeah, barely. Uh, Kyler Murray looked lost. Mm-hmm. The playoffs were maybe a little big of a stage for him. I don't know. He looked terrible. They haven't looked good since Hopkins went down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they st- what they start eight. No. I think so. They were 10 and two at one point. So I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. They, you're right. They're, they're not the same. I I did see it was like the last, I don't know how many years coaching for Cliff Kingsbury, like the final games of the year. And he's just terrible. The last six, seven games of the year. So I have that right in front of me since 2014. He lost. uh, So in 2014 lost four of the last five. 15, lost four of the last six. 16, six of the last eight. 17, six of the last eight. 18, five of the last five. 19, seven of the last nine. 26 of the last nine. And, and one was because of a Hail Mary that they won. And then this year, four of the last five. So, yeah, it's he has a good first half of the season. He just needs to finish. Is that because he doesn't know how to adjust throughout the season? That's a good point. Who would have who'd have thought though that an average uh, coach from Texas Tech and a quarterback from Oklahoma would wilt under the pressure of the playoffs? I mean, I am shocked as anyone here. <laughs> it, it always surprises me that he succeeds in the NFL when he was so bad having Patrick Mahomes in college. I still mm-hmm. don't get it. Well, he Mahomes. got didn't he get fired from Texas Tech? Yep. Grabbed that USC job, and before yep. he ever coached a game probably before he ever got on campus the cardinals hired him that's just so, so weird so he's friends with sean mcveigh and at and at that time everyone needed anybody that was associated with sean mcveigh that's mm-hmm. true i did get a call for an interview and i because i once watched a sean mcveigh coached game on tv wow. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, i noticed you didn't get the gig though trent turn it down to do this yeah. <laughs> I, I think that's more like talking about Cliff there. I think that's more testament to Andy Reid developing Mahomes because he was – I remember I was upset when the Chiefs drafted him because I was like, the guy who lost 66 to like 10 to Iowa State because he was a he was an athlete and he was a gunslinger, but he didn't – he wasn't honed. I mean, I remember they talked about he was learning how to read defenses only his second year in the league. So he was never really a great quarterback, which, again, that, in, in college, and that would be because – Cliff didn't develop them, which I wonder if, you know, flip it around. If Andy or if Andy Reed has Kyler Murray, does he succeed in the NFL, you know, playing to his strengths potentially? 
So, I mean, he's, he's got these good athletic quarterbacks that can make these plays, but he's putting them in the best position to, to play. And that was the season that uh, the Bears traded up first round picks to get Trubisky. And so they could have they could have had Mahomes, but they would have probably ruined Mahomes too. Exactly. So I, I don't know. It, it, I, I I'm more upset because week nine or whenever it was, that was right when the Cardinals were eight and one. And I'm going, they're gonna be my Super Bowl pick with the Chiefs. And then, like you said, they cliffed themselves and then just fucking lost so many of these games in the second half of the season. He's got to have a short leash coming this year, doesn't he, or next year? I I would assume so. You only have a limited window with J.J. Watt, Kyler Murray on his rookie contract. I I mean, you got to you got to figure it out. Like like you said, I mean, there how many NFL uh, coaches have we seen the last like three to five years? They get fired after just the first year because they have a better candidate that they know can take care of them. And well, look at the Texans getting rid of their guy after one year. Yeah, Cully making twenty-two million over the next three years because they're moving on to the next guy. So mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. I, I, I feel like going out and getting AJ Green, getting Zach Ertz. Um, I felt like they were trying to, like, okay, this is the year, mm-hmm. and. And then they lose in the first round. Didn't look like AJ Green made much of an impact this season. Well, I mean, he had zero catches for zero yards on three targets in this game. So, well, he had that one that was almost a catch. <laughs> that then, hit. Uh, that hit was a totally legal hit. Oh but yeah, that was a great. <laughs> that was a hard hit. Oh yeah. man, speaking of hits in that game, uh, I just saw a tweet that Buddha Baker's out of the hospital. I don't know if anyone else saw that. That was crazy. I'm I missed it. I heard about it. I had fallen oh. asleep by that time. Cam, Cam Akers caught the ball, turned around, and ran down the field, and him and Buddha met almost helmet to helmet, and Buddha went stiff all the way down to the ground. Mm. Yeah, it was not not a pretty picture, not a good sight, and thankfully Buddha's out of the hospital. So good, good, good for him. Yeah, T's and P's to to Buddha. But as far as the Rams winning, I'm going to go, go, DJ. Go, DJ. Hell yeah. <laughs> Super Bowl pick still going. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> Half do, we of it. All, do we only have one left? Because I know I had the Chiefs. Clark had the Chiefs. Does anyone have two people left? Yeah. Ryan has the Bills, I think. I have the Bills no. and the Bucks. Bills and Bucks, nice. Oh, oh Ryan, mm-hmm. look at you. Mm-hmm. What and a who loser. will I pick to win this week for the AFC? Well, uh, well, listen to our next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teaser. All right. Well, let's get into that. Um, we did all pick every game. Uh, somebody went undefeated this Ooh. weekend. You're welcome. Just kidding. Yeah. Shut <laughs> it. Shut it. Last place. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, I guess we can start. And doesn't that feel good to tell someone else shut up last place? That's though? right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to help a buddy out here, man. Uh, so Bryant has a three and three record. Uh, yes, sir. Vegas picked Vegas because were you just picking the AFC West there? You and Clark too. I, I felt uh, honestly like I had sold myself one on the hatred of my bangle of the Bengals, as well as like, it felt good. That's like, Hey, the, the Raiders, you know, they got rid of their, 
their problem children, their problem coach, you know, they pulled it off. Maybe Derek Carr has it in them. And then when we got to the playoffs and then they're down, I think like 14 zero at some point, I'm like, I'm sitting here. I'm like, did I let my hatred get in the way of realizing that I bet on the Raiders to win a significant game? (laughs) And then shocker, they couldn't pull it out. I was really betting with my heart this weekend whenever Mm -hmm. I took Las Vegas, you know, kind of same lines, just really sour on those bangles after the prior weekend and uh, you know just kind of hoping that the the raiders could end them cut cut that story short but no yeah. luck you know yeah. so, so, but some of us though clark we did take chances on some underdogs and then just choose right. every, every favorite you know like some boring people but you know yep. it, it bit us in the ass this week <laughs> So Bryant, he's got the three and three record. Clark sitting at four and two. Uh, again, I, Clark already went over his Vegas pick there. Also had Arizona on Monday night. That did not happen. Yeah, um, and I was I was again picking with my heart because fuck the Rams. <laughs> of course, the guy from Missouri still a little sore from the even St. Louis. Yep. yep. It, if they were still in St. Louis, like that'd be my number one team, but they're not. So, do you, do you think Nelly still likes the Rams? No, no, because okay. Nelly's all about the Lou. All right. Okay. I don't. Well. I don't think he, Nelly even likes Missouri anymore. Have you seen his abandoned mansion? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'll, I'll send a picture to the group chat, but yeah, it, it it just looks so fucking sad. Like you know, back in the day, he was just balling, and then it just fucking adios i don't want to be why would i want to be in missouri if i could be in you know wherever else california or whatever and yeah it just looks like absolute shit now yeah i just googled it uh it's crazy so where does he live now i don't care i don't know he just he just <laughs> abandoned that one mansion one of his mansions so. yeah nellyville yeah he lives in nellyville there you go <laughs> looking at where it is in the country though i bet you that thing is like four hundred thousand dollars that's all it is now and he he could give a shit less of he i think we should buy it there you go pulse Pulse. of the heartland headquarters will be nelly's old abandoned man (laughs) (laughs) that's that's worth something that'll get us some listeners Mm -hmm. it looks like the basketball court outside needs repainted i don't know maybe the pool needs a little tlc but uh (laughs) other than that totally livable joey's got some roofing experience that's all taken care of i think we're going to be just fine boys <laughs> uh so clark has the four and two record i also have a four and two record because i mean clark's over here oh, picked the underdogs well i'm the only one to pick new england well that <laughs> sucked that was um, a pick. yeah just a little bit I, I didn't say that about the underdogs bryant did and oh, sorry. the rams were an underdog arizona was a favorite so you know. I I got Arizona at plus three uh, right before the game. They were the underdogs. Uh, of course, yeah, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Uh, uh, yeah. I also had Dallas. Uh, totally thought they were going to come back and win that game, but mm-hmm. uh, no. Ryan sitting at five and one. Yeah, uh, same way with me for Dallas. I was hoping, you know, Kellen Moore hopefully show off and maybe go to the Vikings. And now I'm not so sure, but. Mm-hmm mistake on my part i think one thing that is is not appreciated in all this is i mean because everyone thinks like jimmy g probably the most important thing people remember is that he was the backup 
to Tom Brady. And yeah, he's been starting, but he's kind of been injured. I mean, I think they are, I have the record here in a couple seconds, but they're like 25 and eight when he's a starter. And they like, they just are at, it's amazing how much of a difference it is when he's out there. They, the, the 49ers with Kyle Shanahan and, and Jimmy Garoppolo starting 33 and 15. And when he, when Kyle Shanahan has, has any other quarterback with the Niners, they're eight and 28. So I think he's a bit underappreciated. And to be honest, if I hadn't seen that stat on, on Fox or whatever, CBS, I, you couldn't have told me that Jimmy G was an above average quarterback. So I just saw, you know, he's dealing with some injury issues going into the next game here. I just saw the difference between him starting and Trey Lance starting is only two points, and that just seems a little ridiculous. On the spread? Yeah. Who, who, on, who are they playing again? Niners? Uh... Packers. Oh, yeah, fucking – I will take the Packers on that then for sure. Hey, River. <laughs> I, I thought that was Bryant putting in his pick real quick. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah, I their keyboard is a joke. Man. He has to make his episode appearance. Mm-hmm. And Joey has the perfect weekend, 6-0. and oh. No one on the corner got swagger like us, swagger like us, swagger, swagger like us. Hell yeah, man. Uh, it was a good weekend. I liked every game. So, overall, we did go 22 and 8 on our nice. picks. So, that's not bad. That's respectable. Joey, is your artist of the podcast, Jay Z? It is not. Uh, good guess. Yeah. TI? It is not. Yeah. I mean, we already talked about Nelly, and Joey was doing Nelly last week, so yeah, it's got to be something new. Yeah. Fuck it, I'm on one. I just did a little research, and uh, it's near the Hidden Valley Ski Resort, west of St. Louis, and uh, just kind of northeast of Six Flags, near the intersection of a Culver's, so I say we buy it. Let's go. Oh, yeah. man. Ooh. No. Yeah. You can't say Culver's. We're a Taco John's podcast. Come on. Well, that if I'm feeling Mexican, I'll go to Taco John's. But every now and then, you just need a little burger action. All right. I am not pledging an allegiance to a certain fast food restaurant. Yeah. Until they start paying us, I will go right. to whoever I want at this point. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Got no love. Hey, I don't mind me some Culver's. Go get you a butter burger. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So we did. Do some bold picks before the weekend, and one of them came true. Um, I guess we can uh, we can all go over our own here. So, J- Joey, why don't you just start there? I tried to go with Burrow and 400 yards and four touchdowns. They still won. Uh, he only had 244 and two. Uh, just couldn't quite find the end zone like previous weeks, but it's playoffs. That's okay. That's what bold picks are for, man. Yep. Uh, otherwise, I'm on fire. That's it. <laughs> uh, so mine was the Kansas City defense gets seven sacks against uh, a quarterback that can't move. They only got two sacks. I can't I believe think... you wanted them to put Big Ben in a body bag like that. <laughs> <laughs> if they would have got to him that many times, yeah, he might have died. But if so... there is one thing about Big Ben, though, is like this last year, he's really – I think it's like – 2.2 seconds is how fast he gets that ball away. Yep. I mean, it kind of makes sense. We still got, they still got the two sacks and I know you're going to go into it, but yeah, I mean, he really gets that ball out of there. Cause he can't, he's not mobile anymore. So yeah, it seemed like in the first half, the chiefs had the ball the whole half. Cause the, 
the, the Steelers are going three and out, three and out, you know, punt, punt, yeah. punt, punt. And I was like, okay, well, this is never going to happen. So after the game, I looked at the time of possession. It was exactly 30 minutes to 30 minutes. Oh, time wow. of possession. Yeah, I would have yeah. never guessed that. I mean, I mean, I, the Chiefs I, kind of towards the end did start just scoring immediately, but 30 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes is insane. Because it shocked me because I thought the Chiefs held the ball, you know, two-thirds of the game, and it was exactly 50-50. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mine didn't happen. Clark, tell us about your pick. So mine, you know, if it wasn't for the deficit, mm-hmm. it – it had a chance. Daniel Carlson on fire. He was four for four. He had they had the one touchdown. He made that extra point. Just didn't get the opportunity for that game winner. Yeah. Watching that game, I was thinking about your bold pick. And I was like, this game's gonna go into overtime and the Raiders are gonna win it with a freaking field goal. And Clark's gonna be right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's why it was seven. bold. Yeah, yeah that's Trent. all takes. Hey, Trent, remember when the Vikings drafted Carlson and then cut him after three games? Yeah. And now do. he's the best kicker in the NFL. Yeah. One of the best kickers. Being a Vikings fan. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. Vikings and who, kickers, you guys never have good relationships. Who, who's that on, the head coach or the GM? Well, number, number one, he was a rookie, so he was already hated by the head coach. Number two, he was a kicker, so he was hated by the head coach for two reasons. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the head coach. Yeah, we went through as many kickers as we went through offensive coordinators. Jeez. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, Bryant, tell us about your bold pick. Oh, I, I had Tampa over forty. It was looking pretty good until they just they got up thirty one, I think zip or thirty one seven. They were up pretty far, and then they just slowed it down. They didn't need to onslaught it. They're probably more focused on just making sure everyone was healthy for the next round. So. I felt pretty good early on. It's not a – like you said, that's why it's a bold pick. It, when you when it's right, you feel like a genius. When it's wrong, well, it was a bold pick, so you don't have to you don't have to worry about it. Exactly. No problems. <laughs> that's why I went so big on my my sack uh, total for hey. Big Ben. Trent, we're going to award you boldest pick of the week. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, Ryan, you were correct on your bold pick. Yes, sir. Mahomes, 400 yards, four touchdowns, got 404 and five. Mr. Genius. That is solid. So this coming week, uh, the divisional rounds, uh, we have the Bengals and the Titans on Saturday, along with the 49ers and Packers. And on Sunday, the Rams play Tampa Bay and the Bills play the Chiefs. Um, More on that later. Yeah, we will go over <laughs> that Friday. on the fun cast. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Oh, we'll and it's going to be extra fun this week too. Extra fun. More bold predictions. That's what we're going to do. The funnest cast. That's right. Oh yeah, shit! The funnest one yet. Hold on. Do we want to even call it the funnest cast? I feel like we're setting ourselves up for failure there. Fuck it. We're on one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lead the way then, Joey. Yeah. All right, so that's NFL Talk. The boys from the Heartland will be right back. 
Uh, let's hop into some college basketball. We usually talk about this on the fun cast, but now with college football out, we'll just move it up a couple days. Um, again, broken record, bunch of Heartland teams in the top 10 and in the top 25 with Purdue, Kansas, Wisconsin, all in the top 10. And then uh, Ryan's team, LSU, they're still hot at 13. Iowa State is 15th in Iowa. 26 they're knocking on the mm-hmm. door getting those votes they could break into the top 25 oh yeah um the big 12 iowa State. they beat texas in ames mm-hmm. little little hilt magic there um that i watched most of that game i had that and the women's game on at the same time. Didn't know you could do that on ESPN Plus. You can have multiple games on. So that's about the one good thing about that app, man. Yeah, yeah. Not not a whole lot else. Can um, you get like four going at the same time? You can. Oh, nice. awesome. yeah. You can you do. on me then. Yeah, I think you can do four as the max. So would have been nice to know during bowl season, Trent. Jeez. Yeah, finding this shit out way too late, dude. I, I I guess we got got that tool in the bag come March Madness, so yeah. Um, March, March Madness, Madness is always on TBS and CBS. Son yeah. of a bitch. Yeah, none yeah. of those are on ESPN. So you yeah. sorry, homie. Yeah. Uh, got to get your True TV app. So watch. Yeah, them. you got to watch <laughs> the Practical Jokers while they're good before they got rid of Joey. I just, I, I'm I'm I was heartbroken this weekend when I heard that news. He was leaving the show. Wait, who's I'm not, who's oh Joe the, the funniest one? Um, well, I gotta look him up. <laughs> well, uh, well, Joe we're, we're on, yeah, Joe Gatto. That dude, he was just over in Larchwood at the casino I go to to put in sports bets. He was over there doing like a stand up thing like three days ago. Did you go? Hell no. Why not? <laughs> Impractical Jokers isn't funny. Oh, you <laughs> go to that. Impractical Jokers is funny enough where if a TV is on and Impractical Jokers is on, you go, well, I'm not going to change it. I'll get a chuckle out of this. I don't think it's funny enough where you seek it out, but you won't change the channel if it's on. Uh, yeah, that's not my take on this. Oh. Well, then it's the wrong take, Trent. You I know. love that show. Thank you. Oh, Thank you, Ryan. I love it. The one sane person on this podcast. The only time you see Joe's leaving? When it... <laughs> yeah, that, this is what we're, we're talking, talking about. about that. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I had to go get some well, beer, bud. Welcome to the conversation, oh, Ryan. Okay. I had to look had up to get who beer. this Joe was, and he was over at the casino in Larchwood doing a stand-up yeah, thing yeah. the other night. Oh, so I can't imagine he's any good at stand-up. I wouldn't pay shit to see him, but <laughs> I do love the show. I think he'd be very good at crowd work, but that's just me. Yeah. But, Trent, right, I won't leave you are, lonely. What? They they are the masters of that type of stuff. They're of improv. Mm-hmm. And that's impractical Joker talk. Yeah, let's get back to fucking. <laughs> we'll have our hot debate on impractical Joker's good or bad on the fun cast. Yeah. Our funniest cast. You guys need to stop talking about things I like while I'm getting beer. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> blame it on trent what an uproar (laughs) anyway uh, (laughs) iowa state they beat texas going back to that game um uh, you know the gabe kalsher had a big game tyrese hunter the freshman he's 
mm-hmm. turning out to be a stud. I think Gabe Coucher did did he got newcomer of the week in the Big Twelve this yes, week sir. after that game. Um uh to step up after a, a loss to KU to get another top 25 win against Texas. That was a good game. Iowa state is playing Texas tech as we record this right now. So there'll probably be some they're, live they're updates. They're currently up 26 to 23 at half. Yeah, yep. So or, I'm sorry, down 26, 23. My bad. Yep. And then uh, coming up on Saturday, uh, we have TCU. Um, that game scares me because no matter how good Iowa state is and how bad TCU is for Go some wrong. reason, TCU yeah. always has there's Iowa no, state's number. There's no pushovers in the big 12. Actually, I saw a stat earlier. They're the only conference in America right now that all teams have a winning record, which some of that comes down to, you only have 10 teams. So you haven't had enough interconference play at this point. Um, but I don't know. Iowa state, we, we, we had the upset of the one point Kansas loss and the close, you know, Baylor game. I just feel good when you're talking about Kalisher and, and uh, Hunter. I, I mispronounced Gabe's name there. But, you know, when those two are your are your best players of that game, because I think everyone thinks Brockington. But when they think Iowa State, they're thinking Brockington. And when mm-hmm. you have other players that are going to jump in like that and be able to, you know, step up and play defense like they have and go off on offense like Gabe did, it, it just makes me feel pretty good about that. But TCU, they just – I don't – I think they're the only ones that were, don't really have a big – season win so far do they uh i'm yeah i would venture oh, that just, to be correct they just beat oklahoma never mind and oh. oklahoma um was playing kansas down to the wire i think they only lost by one so i mean so that, all 10 teams can win the national championship this year yeah that's correct why i'm expanding from four to five to six to seven of the teams <laughs> and if they don't oh, make the tournament Fucking they're winning Christ. the nit <laughs> The, the real test here for TCU, so they got to play Oklahoma State and, and Iowa State and Texas, but we're going to have an inner uh, pod here. LSU plays at TCU at the end of January, so I guess we'll see who's better, SEC or Big 12 at that point. Awesome. So I saw a tweet the other day about <laughs> about Iowa State's player, the Al Jazz Koontz. Yep. Um, I do like him. He's fun to watch. But this tweet was, it was by an, an Iowa State guy that I follow, and it was totally correct. And it was if Al Jazz Koontz wasn't on an Iowa State team, if he was on another Big Twelve team, I would hate him. Yep, <laughs> it's so true. He's like that fucking Spangler type of player. Yeah, like he's just drawn charges, drawn fouls, and you know you don't think he's gonna knock down threes, but he is. So mm-hmm. do like watching him. Um, but uh, again, we we touched on uh, um, KU and their game tonight. Clark, you got any anything on that? Well, you know, after they beat the panties off those Cyclones last Tuesday, Jesus. they kept it rolling this week. Uh, they they got a big time win over West Virginia over the weekend, eighty five fifty nine. West Virginia is always you know middle of the road competitive in the Big Twelve, so. Big time win. And then uh, tonight, yeah, they took their in Norman, went down to the wire with OU. Close one there, 67-64. But Jayhawks are rolling. Um, Still, Remy Martin, I don't think he's back yet. They're still kind of keeping him off off the court, letting him rest up. I think it was he tweaked his knee. So he's he's the uh, the Pac-12 transfer, big – He's 
the Pac-12 player of the year last year, transferred in from Arizona State. So mm-hmm. waiting on him to get back, get healthy. Do um, we know when he's supposed to be back, or is it kind of week by week? Uh, it's From what I read earlier, it was kind of week by week. Gotcha. Um, he, you know, he could be back anytime. Yeah. So uh, looking at their, the Jayhawks schedule this coming week, uh, they'll be playing Kansas, Kansas State in Manhattan here on the 22nd, which is Saturday. And then uh, turn around next Tuesday, they'll be uh, taking on Texas Tech in Lawrence this time. So a couple good games, got that rivalry, and then uh, Texas Tech back in the house. And then speaking of Kansas State, uh, right now right in the bottom of that Big 12 uh, standings, they are 9-7 and seven on the year. Um, this past week, they played – TCU, they did lose that game by three. It was 60-57. And then uh, that was last Tuesday, last Wednesday. And then they played Texas Tech over the weekend. They beat Texas Tech, gave them – Texas Tech was rolling, had a couple good upsets, and then uh, Kansas State came in and uh, showed them what it was all about, brought them back down to earth. So it was good to see. Um, they are currently playing Texas right now. Uh I had that score up. It was a two-point game, so they're keeping it close, keeping it competitive right now. Uh, I think they're just getting started in the second half. And then uh, rolling around to another Kansas team, we got the Wichita State Shockers. Uh, They're having a bit of an issue right now. So their games this week have been postponed. They are having some issues with some COVID protocol. So those games are off for now. So um, their games last week, they really struggled. They lost them both. They had guys out, and they still played those games. So, don't know what that was all about. But they lost Tulane without their big, big time starter Desi in the middle, and then uh, they lost to Cincy a little closer there. Both of those games in Wichita. So, uh, kind of uh, curious to see how they how they uh, bounce back from that. Where they where they aren't they in the American? Where were they at right now? Are they at least? towards the top or are they kind of middle uh they're o four in the conference so Ugh. no Ooh, so, not, <laughs> so not towards the middle more towards no the yeah yeah okay. all right and let's jump over to the big 10 uh joey did iowa play any basketball this week sure did since we last talked they played indiana and minnesota both were wins uh first game against indiana they chris murray uh, yes, Chris Murray, not Keegan Murray, had a career high, um, had 29 points. The twin coming off the bench uh, came off 29 points, 11 rebounds, and they won 83-74. And then after that, his brother, Keegan, scored 25 against Minnesota, um, and they won 81-71 in a game they were up 23, and Minnesota almost came all the way back and tied it. It was a uh, butt clencher of a game, if I've ever seen one. That's for damn sure. Well, I think I think Scott Van Pelt said it best. He said I was the team where if they're mm-hmm. down fifteen, I never worry that they're going to come back. But they're up th- up fifteen, I worry they're always going to choke it away. And that's probably the prime example there. Oh, a thousand percent. Like, yeah, it's just that's I will be in Iowa in every sport besides wrestling. So uh, well, you're kind of opposite Iowa right now. You are a uh, you, you have all the offense in the world, but no defense. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, Iowa's offense hasn't been bad under Fran uh, historically, but it's always been just one person 
Um, and this year it seems like they're spreading the ball out more. But there's games like Iowa State and Purdue, the last one or the first one, where they do rely on just one person. They almost settle. Uh, in games where they can spread it around, they seem to be doing okay. So we'll see where that goes from here. Uh, to finish out the month, they've got at Rutgers versus Penn State versus Purdue and at Penn State. So four big games coming up. Rutgers, I watched them versus Maryland over the weekend. Uh, Ron Harper Jr. is their star. He looks really damn good, uh, especially when he gets hot from three. That'll be a big test for them. Um, they're pretty small down low, like Iowa, so we'll. I think we'll match up okay with them. Uh, Purdue, obviously, they're ranked fourth, but they are actually – I got the Big Ten standings up. They are sitting one, two, three, four, five. They're sitting sixth in the Big Ten right now yeah. in the conference. I mean, they're four and two in the conference. Uh, not playing super well, but still, I mean, good enough to be ranked fourth, I guess. And then Penn State is right behind Iowa. So, got some tough games coming up to finish out the month, and then we'll move on into February. Whenever you say the, the name Ron Harper Jr., it just reminds me of his dad. The, oh, yeah. The meme uh, from The Last Dance. That Yeah, okay, whatever. Fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> from, from The Last Dance, from the Bulls. That was hilarious. Like now, it. Joey, is there a reason? Because I've seen people talking about it on Twitter, and I don't watch Iowa basketball unless I am forced to. Um, <laughs> why are not both Murray starting right now? Well, Chris was kind of the spark coming off the bench, and yeah. the or, yeah, Chris. Sorry, yeah, I even got confused there for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the spark coming off the bench for a while, and he was kind of inconsistent. And I think his game has evolved enough this year that he should be a starter alongside Keegan um, to be honest, they should probably play them at like a two, three or a three, four yeah. and just have one person down low and then have them on the wings. I don't, we'll, we'll see, but um, okay. we'll see how the rest of this coming week plays out, especially mm-hmm. against Rutgers and Penn state um, and seeing how they can do things. If they can play the way they want to play, I can see them both starting, but I don't know. It's a, there's only one ball. So I think he, they need to that manage the minutes between the two of them. Yeah. But we'll see. So looking at the agenda here, um, elsewhere in the Big Ten, there's some Nebraska stats on here. Joey, would you whoop, like to whoop. go over those? Gang, gang, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nebraska just lost to Indiana, 78-71. And this drops Hoiberg, former Iowa State guy, no hate against Iowa State. Uh, to five and two, five and 42 in conference play since he took over at Nebby. Uh, question on the agenda is Does Nebby move on or keep him like Frost? I don't give two shits. Nebraska basketball, the brass basketball has been terrible for a while. I don't think Hoiberg is the answer. I also don't think he's a bad coach because God knows he did well at Iowa State and did okay with the Bulls. Uh, or wait, he went to the Timberwolves, right? Bulls. Bulls? Okay. Bulls, yeah. yep. He played for the uh, Bulls. That's right. That's what it was. Um, I don't think Hoiberg – I don't think Hoiberg's a bad coach. So, uh, I hope he goes somewhere that can get him the prospects he needs. But Nebraska basketball is just not ever going to be really good, in my opinion. Well, Joey, I lived with Trent when Hoiberg was Iowa State coach. Oh, God, You would have thought he was the second coming of Jesus. I mm-hmm. mean – Look what he did. 
I mean, we went from the Wayne Morgan to the Greg McDermott years. And then mm-hmm. Hoiberg took them and made them into a top 10 team. I mean, you can look at Iowa State this year. It's amazing that basketball, because we talk about, like, you know, how good is LSU going to be next year now with Brian Kelly, but you also have 22 players, and there's a lot of, you know, in basketball, it's five on five. There, there's a lot less that you have to manage, but you have to teach it well. And, I mean, you can see the difference that a coach does. Like Otzelberger, he's got a two-win t- team now 15 in the country, and they're competing. You right. know, if you ever watched Hoiberg at Iowa State, he can get in, he can recruit so well and get transfers in, and they, you know, they were amazing. You had Deontay Kane, and but he could also make the you know seniors like Melvin Edgem. He has all these great players that we can list from his time that play well. But I can tell you right now, when you're watching him on the sidelines, it's infuriating when you'd watch him. You'd go, "We're down by." who cares eight, 10 points or whatever. And he's still sitting there stoic on his face and his arms crossed, not pointing or saying a word because he lets his players play. And I don't think that type of mentality, especially in a Nebraska where you're probably not getting the cream of the crop of players there, you, you have to coach them up. And he just, I haven't watched him a lot at Nebraska, but I know at Iowa state, he, he would let the players play, but he also had the freaking athletes and he had, at the time, you know, the NCAA record of lowest, you know, or most assists to turnover records, you know, and multiple NBA players on that team. Yeah, I I just he, – he's not going to – I don't know how to put this without pissing a lot of people off. Or without uh, being nice about Hoiberg. <laughs> well, and I'm, he, he's a great coach. Um, that's not what I'm getting at. He – but he's not a great coach for a real rebuilding program. Yeah. Like Iowa state, you know, you could shit on McDermott and stuff, but they were still getting recruits and they were still getting transfers, which he is the king of Juco transfers. I mean, I'm like, uh, not Tyrese Halberton. Who was the Deandre Kane? Royce dude, white. Royce white. Yeah. Like just came out of nowhere. I mean, he gets people that are six foot, seven foot, eight foot. What? And just out of Lil nowhere. Wayne. It's Lil Wayne. <laughs> and uh, I mean, he could just get them from everywhere and you can't get them to come to Nebraska, especially, especially when the football team's down, because what the fuck else is there? Mm-hmm. So, I think yeah. Nebraska needs to hire Larry the Cable Guy to recruit players. Oh, fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Oh my! Speaking of another comedic genius, Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> quick, real quick before we move on to anything else, what do you think Larry the Cable Guy's net worth is? Oh God, too much. Two hundred fifty million. Oh, not that much. I not love much? Larry, but too much. Uh, we won't take it too long. Bad podcasting, but a hundred million dollars for wow. Peter Dunn, and he did the fucking what? What was it? The uh, from Pond oh, Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Oh, he was Mater. Never mind. He, he made a hundred million dollars off of cars. <laughs> yeah. And cars two and cars three. There it's a franchise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> With ask, video games. You ask any kid who Lightning McQueen is, they know who it is. You you ask any of them who Robert Ori is, they don't know shit. They know Lightning McQueen, they know Mater, they know Larry the Cable Guy. Big game Bob. <laughs> Is that what his name is? Yep. Oh, okay. Big game, Bob. <laughs> and and that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, SEC Ryan. 
I will keep it nice and quick for you. There's, uh, they've kind of fallen from the graces. There's only four in the top 25 right now, with Auburn being number two, Kentucky 12, LSU 13, and Tennessee number 24. Um, LSU plays Alabama tomorrow. They had just lost to Arkansas. They were leading most of the game, but they lost on Arkansas going on a 17-2 run. That's not helpful. Um, they were missing arguably arguably their best player with Xavier Pinson, but he should be back, I would assume, for tomorrow's game. But, yeah, LSU's looking good. Um, let me see. They, this week they got Alabama tomorrow and Tennessee on Saturday again. So another ranked opponent. So we did kind of call that with all these ranked, really good teams in the SEC. Once you get into conference play, they're just going to kind of run into a buzzsaw and start beating each other, getting some losses and drop in the rankings, which is probably what's happening here. There's not as many teams ranked because of that. Yeah, and I'll try to watch um, Alabama game tomorrow while I've got poker poker night going. Um, but they're only two and three in conference play, so I don't know what what's going on with them. Who what else was ranked? Was it Florida? Florida was ranked, I believe. Um, was Texas A&M ranked? They must have been. They're 15 and 2, so they're still a pretty dang good team. But I can see Ar- them Arkansas. falling out of rankings. Arkansas, yeah, Arkansas was ranked. So um, they're still they're still good teams, but oh, one of uh, Texas A&M's losses is to TCU. Their other okay. one is to Wisconsin. So big Big 12 baby. I was better than the SEC in football sure. and basketball. <laughs> And speaking probably of S- croquet. Speaking of- <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> badminton. Yeah. Did you guys see that number one and number two were decided by like four votes this week? I've never seen a vote that close in the, in, a, in a poll. I think in quite a while. Uh, Auburn was number two, by the way, is why I bring it up. I think right. Yeah, Gonzaga was one. Yeah, but uh, Auburn, Auburn had more number one votes. Yeah, a lot of people thought Auburn was going to be number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's literally because one voter had them at nine compared to everyone else that had them in the top four. That that was the one difference there. Someone Jeez. had them at nine. Yeah. <laughs> if you go to that, I sent the link. It, and really for anyone, if you go to collegepolltracker.com, you can see how each of these writers votes. And you see it's very visually pleasing to see how your team ranking goes up and down and stuff like that. And then you can see like how who the hell voted on that low. You can see who's actually you know, having terrible takes like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, another topic, I'm kind of curious of you guys' opinion. I have the Duke Florida state game on right now. Mm-hmm. And earlier uh, while we we're recording here, they had on the screen that Fl- Florida state put up a banner from the COVID season. Has anybody else seen any teams doing that? What? Didn't Iowa do that for their bowl game last year that they yeah, didn't get music to play city. in? <laughs> We got All right, yes, All right. <laughs> but fuck that, because Mizzou, fuck Mizzou. They uh, they pulled out two days before, and Iowa was already there. Like, and I drove by that practice facility. There was no fucking COVID protocols going on in that place. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck Mizzou. Investigative so... journalist Joey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, I was. Florida State put up a banner saying that they were number four in the nation 2020. That that's what their banner said. Jesus. It says like 2020 canceled number four in the nation. <laughs> Fucking nerds. That's legit, dude. UCF yeah. national champs, baby. Right. 
UCF and Georgia Tech ha- have claimed five national championships in their histories, and n- neither of them has never been ranked number one in any week of an AP poll or any poll ever. <laughs> so I started watching the show Justified, and they talk about Kentucky football and them winning a national championship because one guy like helped with a crime or some shit. Anyway, and I was like, oh, man, this is way too made up for me because Kentucky's never won a football national championship. 1958. Kentucky, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, uh, I want to say LSU, all four claimed the national championship that year. How is that fucking possible? That is so stupid. (laughs) Everyone says if they have a time machine, they go and kill Hitler. I'd make a time machine and make the first ever college football playoffs with those four teams. That's right. get one of them a national championship yes get a natty. we're gonna solve this one way or another i would go back to 1930 just invent a computer just for the bcs that's all i want <laughs> we can evolve from there <laughs> and they go what the hell's a computer mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so let's wrap this thing up here everybody thanks for listening sticking with us here uh keep an eye out for the fun cast the funnest cast it's going to come out on friday uh joey how can people get a hold of us and listen to us hit us up on our twitter and instagram at heartland pulse you can look us up on facebook and youtube pulse of the heartland we're on all the major platforms apple spotify google iheart and we always get you that anchor app if you are listening with some friends no one wants the anchor app joey no one (laughs) listens to it on anchor it's spotify or apple damn it I'm sorry. It's on iHeart too. Oh, on iHeart. Sorry, my bad. My bad. I said all of them. Then anchor link. I'm sorry, I mispronounced one word. My bad. (laughs) I've just never heard (laughs) anyone saying anchor. Like, like, how do you listen to your podcast? Well, on anchor, of course. I I just. Well, we can get them the link if they want to DM us if they're listening with their friends and don't have access to anything else. If you want that sneaky link, folks, you know where to hit us up at. threw me off everything but whatever. <laughs> thanks everybody this all is right. fun yeah. all right appreciate you